Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Well, uh, yesterday, a uh, big story was the release of some of the surveillance video, eyewitness video from the terrible shooting at the school in Uvalde, Texas, that killed 19 students and two teachers. This was Robb Elementary School back on May 24th. And of course, we did talk about that yesterday. It's unbelievable. The police took 77 minutes and Border Patrol actually was ones that broke into the room and killed the shooter. But what is even more amazing today is the fact that there are some members of the government in Uvalde, the mayor, some city council members, or at least one, who are blasting the media for mm. putting out the surveillance video. In fact, the mayor called it a chicken act. And I'm like, wait a minute, the cops standing in the hallway, checking their phones, using hand sanitizer, standing around? Who's the chicken here and actually withdrawing when they heard gunshots? We're going to talk to Jim Ryan, ABC News for KFI on the story. Jim, how are you? Hey, guys. Yes. Uh, actually, you're paraphrasing a bit there, and that, that uh, bit was edited with the mayor. He called it chicken blank. So not chicken as in, in terms of cowardly, but chicken. Oh. He called it a chicken blank movie. Some, um, oh, a chicken blank movie. A, a okay. chicken product. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it changes the meaning slightly, but he's still furious at, at uh, KVUE television. Well, actually, I, I beg to differ. Yeah. I have a quote. He called it one of the most chicken things I've seen. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, unless the media the took out the S word. But. And, well, later on, he called it chicken bleep. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. In any event, uh, yeah. that that to me, when I saw that, I thought that's the craziest reaction in the world to start yelling at the media for reporting the news. 
Well, sure. You know, they, the, the the TV station, the, the ABC affiliate there in Austin and the Austin American Statesman had these leaked copies of the 77-minute surveillance video from inside Robb Elementary School. Uh, they uh, anguished over it. They talked with some family members out at Uvalde and decided in the end to go ahead and publish it on their website. And so that's how this all came about. And you're right. The mayor was furious when he found out about this. He blamed those two uh, media outlets. Some parents, though, in Uvalde at the city council meeting last night were mad at the mayor saying, look, you, uh, you know, we wanted to see this video. We're glad to see it now. Originally, the, uh, the Texas House Committee that's investigating the shooting and the response intended to put out the video after showing it to the family members privately this coming Sunday. But uh, so it was five days early, but it, it was eventually released. So yeah, that's where we stand right now. It's kind of another back and forth there in the town of Valley. Well, yeah. this this mayor I want to talk about for a moment, Jim, because this guy really bothers me. I remember a couple of weeks ago he was blasting the Texas Department of Public Safety for their investigation. I have not heard him blast the police for their actual response to the shooting. Maybe I've missed some of his and quotes, fact, but this guy is really right. strange to me. He's actually been defending, you know, the Pete, uh, Pete Arredondo, who was the Uvalde school department, you know, school police chief, uh, was considered the commander on scene that day. Uh, he says he didn't believe that he was the commander. He didn't have his radio with him even. He, he uh, just kind of ran into the building. But uh, you know, technically, the uh, the Texas Department of Public Safety said that he was in charge of the situation, that it was up to him to send people in or pull people back. And that he kind of holds responsibility. By the way, Arredondo, who had just won a seat on the Uvalde City Council before the shooting happened, coincidentally, uh, last night uh, turned in his resignation. He's not going to be a member of the Uvalde City Council. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to see him there. There are things, though, I guess I, I don't understand, and I guess the whole world doesn't understand, but I'm always worried that maybe I missed something, like Ken said. They, they haven't really explained why nobody was in charge, because clearly— with, with all the cops standing around, uh, I guess they were expecting somebody to shout an order, and that shout never came, and there was no one there who thought they were, they had the power to give that order. I think you're right. I think you're you're onto something there. Uh, the surveillance video, there is audio with, and you can hear people talking, but you're right. You don't hear anybody shouting orders, or uh, you tell somebody to say, somebody says shut up, or, or you know, hold down the noise once in a while, but you don't really hear someone who appears to be in charge inside the building or radioing in uh, commands from the outside of the building. So I think that's that's quite telling, you know, that there really doesn't seem to be a central commander inside on this scene. There were several different police outfits that showed up here, right? Uvalde police, oh, yeah. but school district police, anybody else was there? Well, Customs and Border Protection showed up. You know, they're, they, they, uh, it's not that far from the border, and a lot of people who work for Customs live in Uvalde, coincidentally. Some of their kids go to that school. And so, yeah, the uh, uh, CBP had officers there, Texas DPS, the troopers, county sheriff's office, the city police, and the school district police. So you had uh, law enforcement at just about every level inside so that, that building and outside the building. That's like five or six organizations you listed there. It is. And, yeah, and the, the the leaders of each separate organization never got together and say, okay, who am I reporting? Who's reporting to who here? Who's the commander? Yeah. They, they didn't have the curiosity. I guess that's what fascinated me looking at the video. There was no sense of urgency. There was no sense of curiosity. And I guess that, that uh, translated to the leaders as well is they weren't talking to each other. Nobody was interested in who was going to start this operation. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. It's like, well, who told you guys to run into the building? Maybe that's the person who should be telling you whether to go into the classroom or not. And as you watch them there moving back and forth up and down the hall, they hear shots coming out of the classroom and they run the other way. They retreat back toward the camera. Um, Yeah, you're right. I mean, it doesn't appear that there's one person who's got control of the whole situation. And nobody's tried to explain it to the public yet either. Uh, not really, no. Um, you know, I think the first explanation, the only time that Pete Arredondo, the, the school district police chief, has said anything about it, he spoke the day of the shooting, talked about how awful it was and how they did their best and they got in, tried to save lives. He then gave an interview to the Texas Tribune publication. But other than that, he hasn't really said anything at yeah. all publicly. I know he, he said he didn't know he was in charge. Committee. But if you don't know you're in yeah. charge, then you ask somebody, well, who's in charge? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't it, it, it is bizarre, and it, I think this is going to go into the textbooks uh, for future SWAT teams of what not to do or how to handle a situation better. Well, what's crazy is they all went through this training to deal with a school shooting or any kind of a, a mass shooting situation. They've all done this. Yeah. Well, you're right. Well, um, it, it'll be interesting to see what the, what these investigations do finally show. The Texas DPS, it seems as though they're pretty um, set on saying that uh, Chief Arredondo was the guy in charge. Arredondo says it wasn't me. The mayor is backing him up and saying, hey, don't pick on our local police chief here. Don't pick on our school district police chief. You guys should have taken control. So yeah, I don't know who's going to be the final arbiter of all of this because everybody seems to be involved. It looked to me on one part of the surveillance video, and there was a freeze frame shot in some of the media websites, that looks like one of the officers tried to go in and they're pulling him back. Did you see that, Jim? I did. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what it was, what that was about, why they seem to be pulling it back. Of course, that in a lot of situations like that, when SWAT teams are moving around, one officer, the one behind the one in front has his or her hand on that next officer in line. I think it's just part of situational awareness. And if that officer gets into trouble, they can just pull that officer back away from what's going on. Whether that was the case there, it, it, it doesn't seem that's what it was. It was it's as though the officer was trying to go in and was pulled back. So what's next in this big investigation? What do we know? Well, the Texas House Committee is going to hold more hearings over the weekend. I'm going to be down there in South Texas for that, in San Antonio, and then in Uvalde. And uh, so it will gather more information. It hasn't yet written up a report. The Texas Senate is looking at it as well. Texas Department of Public Safety has uh, an investigation going on. The Justice Department has gotten involved. So uh, it, it's just a matter now of waiting for all these reports to come out to see who's going to be held responsible for what. Could there be criminal charges? Potentially, I suppose. But the one agency that doesn't seem to be involved is the Uvalde County District Attorney. It would be up to her to file charges here. All right, Jim. Thank you very much for that report. All right. Thanks, guys. Jim Ryan, ABC News for KFI in Texas, reporting on the release. And it was actually published by a local newspaper and a TV station of the surveillance footage from inside the school in Uvalde, Texas, we get to see the 77 minutes that they took before they finally blasted into the classroom and shot the shooter to death. And that was a Border Patrol agent that did this. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty amazing. Uh, they stand around, and uh, at some point, one guy's using hand sanitizer. They're checking their phones. And when they heard shots, some of them actually retreat, a few of them, down the hallway. We got more coming up. John and Ken show KFI. Well, as we were just talking to Jim Ryan, ABC News for KFI about the Uvalde shooting, we mentioned with the surveillance video being released that there was a police officer who had to be restrained. He wanted to get into the classroom. We now know who he is. And you have to hear about another police officer 
who was removed and disarmed. But right now, this. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Bonus. That's bonus, B-O-N-U-S. Enter it now at KFIAM640.com slash cash. Powered by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you're hurt in an accident, winning is everything. Call the winning attorneys at Sweet James. 800-500-5200. That's 800-500-5200 or SweetJames.com. If you win, you'll get an email saying you won. So check your regular email box, your junk, your spam. Listen to KFIM 640, and there's a winning keyword every weekday starting in the 9 a.m. hour all the way to the 5 p.m. hour. And your next opportunity to win will be tomorrow morning in the 9 a.m. hour here on KFI. All right, a couple of people who work for police forces in Texas who were involved in the response to the shooting at Robb Elementary School it turns out we're police officers, and they had a good reason to be there. They were both married to teachers who were inside that school. One of them, we have learned tonight from the Daily Mail, is Ruben Ruiz. John, this is not in your pile. This is brand new on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the husband of Ava Morellis, a teacher who died that day. And in the surveillance footage, he's the cop that got a lot of attention because he's seen holding a gun in the hallway and checking his phone and people just thought that was kind of weird it's like you know don't you want to get in the classroom and shoot the guy but he was eventually disarmed and removed from the building because he wanted to breach the classroom immediately he was looking at his phone too because his wife was communicating with him from inside the classroom that Uh. this ain't over and my life's in danger but she died oh she eventually died yep and he's probably been getting a lot of crap for staring at the phone. You would think... Meantime, that was his dying wife. That he would have pushed his way past and used his gun to get in there to save his wife. But um, he's being defended by a Texas politician who wants everybody to know that this man was on edge. He wanted to get in there. What? It what? says, as he tried to move forward into the hallway, he was detained. They took his gun away from him and escorted him off the scene. You know what? This is really being handled badly by all these Texas agencies. There is a huge vacuum here. People want answers. All, all, this, all this videotape, everything about this story is bad. Everybody acted badly. It looks bad. You've got to tell the story. You, we, they shouldn't wait months and months for the official investigative report. They have a good idea what went on. They know what happened. Just come out and tell everybody what happened. Because now people are going to be pouring over this uh, 77-minute video, and they're going to have all kinds of conclusions and conspiracy theories, and you know, they, you know, the parents are going to be grieving over and over again. Just explain why didn't anyone go in, or don't they know? Was it one of those situations? Do, do you remember uh, back east? I don't remember this story, but I remember they always referenced it in the news when I was a kid. There was a, a famous story of a woman named Kitty Genovese in New York, and she got murdered. Yeah, that was like 1963. Yeah, I know. It was before. before. I, <laughs> but, but, but I just remember that was always referenced in newscasts for many, many years afterwards. And that whole thing was she was, she was, she was murdered, stabbed, I think, and nobody called the police, even though everyone could hear her screams. And the whole story was, look how cold New Yorkers are. And they actually did research on that case and similar cases. And what happens is everybody thinks somebody else called. Right? 
If you, if you have somebody screaming and it's echoing all over the apartment buildings in the courtyards and it's something public, this probably happens when you pass accidents on the roadway, right? See an accident, you probably should call 911 and say, hey, there's an accident and it looks like somebody's badly hurt. But you also think, well, someone else already called or someone else will call. It turns out nobody calls. And that's the phenomenon. I wonder if there's a variation on this here where everybody who ran all these six police agencies thought somebody else running another agency was in charge. And so they were all waiting for the go sign. I find that hard to believe. Somebody or something. I mean, they're all I mean, most of the cops you see in the surveillance video are not in charge. So you're right. They're waiting for somebody to tell them what to do. The reports were. They were waiting for a big SWAT unit. They were waiting for all sorts of backup. But, uh, they were Arredondo, the Uvalde school district chief, w- was supposed to be in charge, but he didn't know it. He's waiting for someone else to tell him what to do. Maybe the other law enforcement leaders were waiting for Arredondo. The other cop I want to tell you about who was there, and that's the one I referenced when I was t- we were talking to Jim Ryan, Uvalde County Sheriff's Deputy Felix Rubio. You can see him in the video crying, being restrained, and uh, really waving his arms as heavily armed cops stall in the hallway before engaging Ramos. That's the one that they pulled back. It was his daughter, Lexi. She was 10 years old. She was also among the 19 children killed that day. So the two cops that were right there that really had a personal stake in the outcome tried to do something. Uh, whether or not they could have done more. I, I, it's hard for me to believe that if you're a parent or a spouse and your loved one is inside that classroom, that you wouldn't, I mean, just bust your way through there. Looks like the one guy did try. It looks like they had to restrain him and pull him back as he tried to get into the door to confront Ramos. But and what did they yeah. say to him? Don't worry, we got this. We're getting back up. Just stay calm. You're, you're not authorized. As we hear shots being fired, I... And we're getting the word from 911 operators but, that we're getting calls from inside the classroom. Police They're still alive like, in there. Police work often like military units. They wait for the commander to give the order. If they don't get the order, they don't do anything. Now, when you're alone or it's two men on a bad guy, then you have to call your own shots. Right. But when you have an official force there or six official forces there, I don't know what the protocol is supposed to be. Who is in charge? Is it the most local, which would be the... School police district? Or is it... You would think so. That's their building. Or is it the state police? Or the border patrol? Well, there was also Uvalde town police there, too. And then the county people came. Yeah. So, and then eventually the border patrol people came. Yeah. Maybe that was it. There was just too many people there. And like, Arredondo, I'm in charge? Nobody told me that. That's weird. All right. When we return, we'll bring it back home to Southern California. Two of the best-known franchises out there are in the news because of crime. Starbucks 7-Eleven coming up next. John and Ken, KFI. One quick note about the Uvalde shooting. We were talking about that uh, tape of the police officers standing around doing nothing for an hour and 17 minutes. Uh, I, I checked CNN story said eight police agencies showed up. Eight different agencies. Maybe other local towns or local counties. That could have added to the confusion about what to do. Yeah. Uh, now we bring it back to Southern California where there are stories concerning two of the big franchises around Starbucks and 7-Eleven. We'll start with Starbucks. Uh, this was uh, 
a big story yesterday and today that they are going to close locations in Southern California, uh, a dozen around the country, six of them in L.A. County by the end of July. And it has to do with safety for customers and employees, stuff about mental health issues, disruptions. One of the locations is in West Hollywood at Santa Monica and Westmount. Keep that in mind while you listen to this story from Channel 5 on the closures from reporter Carlos Salcedo. You've probably heard the phrase, there's one on every corner. But after Tuesday's announcement, you might find a Starbucks on every other corner. I'm super sad. <laughs> I'm super sad that they're closing down. The Starbucks on Hollywood and Vine is one of six locations in the L.A. area set to shutter its doors permanently by the end of the month. The coffee giant says the locations are experiencing a high volume of dangerous incidents, some involving drug use by customers. Employees like Robert no longer feel safe. There was a drunk guy that came in and he had like ripped the fire alarm and pulled the fire alarm and everything and everybody had to evacuate the building. But, you know, it's like an everyday instance. You know, we're in the middle of Hollywood. It happens all the time. The others include locations on Hollywood and Western, first and Los Angeles, second and San Pedro, Oceanfront Walk and Moss in Santa Monica, and the one on Santa Monica and Westmont in West Hollywood, the spot very popular with WeHo residents. I'm sad that they're going. I've been going to the Starbucks for more than 20 years. John D'Amico is a councilman for the city, which has seen its fair share of crime and homelessness. There's a sort of a layer of angst and anxiety among the homeless population wanting to hang out and use their restrooms. Just a week ago, we added 30 security personnel to walk our streets to help residents feel safer in a more secure environment. But is that enough? SoCal residents, customers and workers say they're fed up feeling unsafe. It's kind of forcing everybody to just constantly move their lives around in areas that they can't be in, but it's not like they're doing anything to make the areas better. While Robert's barista days might be over on Hollywood and Vine, Starbucks is allowing impacted employees to transfer to other stores. No one's getting fired, thankfully, you know, which is really, really good um, because I love making coffee. It's such a simple job and easy thing to do. Again, these closures taking place by the end of the month. Starbucks hopes to open new locations with safer conditions for all. That's from Channel yeah. 5 and Carlos Sacedo. You notice a lot of capitulation in there. Oh, yes. well, you know, yeah. this stuff happens. What are you going to do? It's Hollywood. Yeah, that, and, and there it is. That's the disease right there. Even the city councilman. Well, you know, we hired 30 Yeah, we people. got their ambassadors. I, I, I don't know if he voted for that or not. But, it doesn't uh, matter. His reaction is not any kind of energy to stop this. To, to clean up the homeless, the mentally homeless. ill from the streets. It's like, right. well, there's a level of frustration, you know, because the, the homeless like to use the restroom facilities. Oh, it's an imposition on the homeless now, isn't it? They're lo losing the restroom facilities. They're losing access to Starbucks. He will not acknowledge the insanity and the violence and just the terrifying nature of homeless people. Because what happens is... No one wants to go into Starbucks. I've had friends tell me there's a bad Starbucks. I won't name what block, but it's Land of the Zombies. He used to go there, get out his laptop. He used to write and do his work in the morning. He won't go in there because one day he looked around and it was all frightening zombies. You know, nobody does a news story on that. Nobody has a protest movement over that. 
eventually you get enough of those people and Starbucks is making no money. People are, people are scared they're not going to sit in a coffee shop with crazy people going in or out. And the Stoutsman goes, oh, yeah, you know, we hired 30 people. No, you have to not allow homeless people to be out in public demonstrating all their insanity and violence and mental illness and drug addiction. You cannot do that. But, so, you, you know, oh, the other people, oh, well, it's just the way it is. You're ruining, you're destroying the city. So West Hollywood, they did vote to reduce the L.A. County Sheriff's deputies on patrol and instead add some security ambassadors. They also approved funding on, you were not, you were on vacation when this story came up. One, they're increasing funding for a cultural arts festival, but the real crazy one is they spent a pile of money to redo one of the crosswalks to be more inclusive. Because what, What's was, an inclusive crosswalk? Well, it was painted in the LGBTQ colors, like the rainbow, mm -hmm. but I guess because it's now grown to include other, and not, you know, I mean, all the letters, that, so they had to like add colors or change the... Did they run out of colors? Well, they had to add colors because there's other groups and other. <laughs> how much was that? I forget how much it was, but it was heftier okay. than you this might is, believe. This is all they talk about. It's what I said yesterday. The stuff that everybody I know, what they talk about, is is not the stuff that these politicians talk well, about. Well, they're going to have to start making it known when they vote. As a matter of fact, you had mentioned Newsom earlier. I saw one clip, quick clip of him on the news in Washington D.C., and that's all he was babbling about was equity. The focus here is on equity. Nobody, nobody among normal voters talks about any of these buzzwords, any of these issues. They don't care about how many colors there are in the crosswalk. They talk about how frightening it is to walk the streets. To be in the, the Starbucks when a crazy guy's in the bathroom tearing it up. I hear a lot of people talking about how, how scary it must be to go to a 7-Eleven. They wouldn't go near one since people are being shot to death at random. They do not discuss... Any of the sexual issues in the news, any abortion issues in the news, gun stuff, they don't discuss this. They discuss all the crime going on and all the homelessness primarily and the inflation, how much everything costs and how crazy that is. There is one set of and you don't have to care about the issues that the media presents you or that woke politicians present you. I don't have opinions on a lot of those things. I don't care. I have a now, list of things I care about, and I know most normal people have a similar list. 7-Eleven made a move today. They're offering a $100,000 reward for information in the case of this gunman who apparently carried off a series of 7-Eleven robberies and killed two people, a clerk at the Brea location and a customer in Santa Ana, three others injured. They've put out surveillance images, but he's got like a big... Uh, gator over the bottom of his face, and he got yeah. a big hoodie, so you can just see his eyes. I wonder but, with uh, uh, though. I, I wonder how sophisticated their uh, their face matching software is because he's got because he's got to have a record, right? He's, you got the eyes, which are which are is a good thing to match. Right. Yeah, he's got a record. You know, they have multiple mug shots of this guy. Uh, he's described as a black man, a capital B, between the ages of twenty five and thirty. Five foot seven to five ten, about one hundred and sixty to one hundred and eighty. Sometimes you find out that those measurements aren't when they arrest no. the person. Not exactly. Well, people uh, try to estimate, and people can't. But we told you that Seven uh, Eleven is saying it's okay if franchisees 
close overnight yeah. in Southern California. You know, this little, is where we are now. Little by little, you're losing normal life. Six Starbucks are gone. The 7-Elevens won't be open overnight. And it's all controllable. You can control crime and homelessness by enforcing laws and having uh, consequences. Most right, of we'll the rest of the world does. We'll finish coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Well, we finished the show with this wild story out of San Jose, a place where there's lots of homeless encampments. And apparently San Jose police announced that when they went to one encampment, it was along a creek area, that they discovered a bunker, an underground bunker. And it was filled with guns and a whole lot of stolen stuff, estimated at more than $100,000. And the construction was kind of elaborate in the bunker. This is what I was talking about earlier in the show when I called people scrapers, that they just do the minimum necessary to get by. Because they said whoever did this had some engineering skills, some construction skills to put, to dig out this bunker it's kind of elaborate, and they even plugged into somebody else's electricity. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Yeah. They don't really feel like living in any normal home or apartment. No. So they'll just mm. steal stuff, and then they'll rig an underground bunker, but and it they'll works. find a way to plug into someone else's electricity. Yes, and... but it works. And they're living the life they want. I guess so. Because <laughs> clearly if they have the skills to do this. They might have the skills to live in a regular type home. But that would that would mean a lot of responsibility. That would mean working for forty right. and, or fifty and they hours reject a week. Congregate living. They hate shelters. Well, I look. I understand a lot of that. I wouldn't want to live with a bunch of strangers. A lot of jobs are really awful. <laughs> yes, I mean, you know, I understand people not showing up to work in offices anymore. I always thought office life was absurd. Well, I mean, I mean there's plenty of jobs you don't have to work in an office. No, there's no, so many but, jobs you can work from home now. I know. I'm, I'm just. Yeah, but you have to have a home to work from home. Well, you can work from the bunker. You can work from the bunker, sure. And work your way up to a home. But, but, but you see, if, if they're not enforcing any laws, then you can steal all the stuff you want. That's exactly what happened. Right. It looks like a lot of it came from the same business. If you look at the photos, too, the guns are uh, pretty scary and impressive. They're long guns. So oh, I don't know. if we knew what was hiding in all these tents and all these you know makeshift cabins that people build and their bunkers if we knew how much firepower some of these people had it's it really it really is crazy uh we got guys uh, Thompson here yeah, of course. I'm here. I like to uh, listen to you guys. Uh, I was going to do that story about the bunker in San Jose. You guys have already done it. I don't need to do oh, it now. You, you like, have a four-hour show. It's like Top 40 Radio. You could repeat <laughs> yeah. the hits is, every hour and a half. That is true. You're you right. You think you we avoid that. everything that Handel and Gary and Shannon does? I mean, no. it's kind of Good silly. point. You know, well, I'm still learning. You no, know, you're... I'll tell you. Yeah, you're I'll, a young. You... That's why I don't even listen to anybody else, because I don't want to know what they did. <laughs> that is wild, though. I'm really Are glad Are we sure that this is, the... this is Mark Thompson, not Conway, doing your voice again, or... I know he does the. Uh, he was oh, is she single? Is she single? Uh, hey, is he gets daughter, me every uh, time. That's yeah. One day he said, "Oh, he's late. He's late. We're running out of time." And as we were turning off and shutting off the air, I heard him do your. I'm here, and I thought it was you. I did think it was you, but it was him. I can't really do. Uh, you know, oddly, I can't do him too. I can do his rhythm, which is you know. Uh, what about to yes. you know, and he, he pauses, a, right? Yeah, exactly. He does a little throat clearing thing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's right. got the kind of. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I maybe I could work on it. Yeah, I think you could do it. I need a project for the summer. 
Um, Starbucks uh, closing. We touched on it last night, but now uh, we actually have uh, some sound from those who are affected. Water restrictions. This is our lead story. And we've got a lead story to kind of pull people in, and then they're riveted for the entire show. Yeah. And uh, it's the report from David Goldstein. I don't, the reason I'm running it is because it was preempted last night by a high-speed chase. This oh. poor guy does like a five-minute investigative report about these A-list celebrities <laughs> who are wasting water. And then it gets bumped by a high-speed chase. You know, I looked that report up this morning, and I noticed on the video they had taken it right from the broadcast. And the timestamp in the corner was 12.04 a.m. Exactly. And I, I, it's like, why'd they run that after midnight? That's a good report there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was doing the weather over at Fox 11 for many years, that was something that would happen to me all the time. I'd get bumped. And, but I'm a, I, it's the weather. I, I put it together, you know, over the course of a couple of hours. I just put together, you know, a presentation like a PowerPoint presentation with a seven-day outlook. It's no big deal. This guy Goldstein works yeah, on no, months. this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> months goes into it, and it gets uh, bumped anyway. It's not so, true. Well, Your we'll, name was in there as a celebrity water waster. Were you in there? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I have... I have a desert scape at my place, you, so uh, it's, uh, I'm 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 behaving. I really am. Are you, uh, you know, it's Cobalt you have to worry about. Let's be honest. All right, me. I, I feel. I, yes. I assumed you had a big vegetable garden since you're, you know, a vegan fan. Oh, uh, no, we have a small vegetable garden, but it's, it's very tiny. He hires somebody but, to grow the vegetables for him. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a lim- I'm a limousine lib. Um, uh, Subway tuna, follow-up Peloton, follow-up uh, oh, chlorine yeah. shortage. This is all happening. Tesla's on fire. It's a big show, boys. All right. Wow. Very exciting. All Let's right. do it. Sounds yeah. great. All right. Thompson in for Conway tonight. <laughs> KFI, KOST, HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County. Live, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. 
Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.